Welcome to the Joey Harris Show, the place for my thoughts, feelings, rants, ramblings, rules for life, commentary, and anything else that sticks to the wall of my brain because this is my life and you're welcome to it. You know, folks, it occurred to me today while I was at work that this week I'm going to turn 36 on Thursday. That's 18 years since I was 18. Half my life I've been out of school, out of high school, that is. I'm coming up on half my life since I've been out of college, at least as a student. And I can't tell you that I'm more knowledgeable. I can't tell you that I'm less knowledgeable. I can't tell you anything of that sort. What I can tell you is that you keep learning every single day. How was your week? Did you have a good week? Let me tell you about mine. I left off last week with a... I don't know, saying, aphorism, something that says, let people think what they want. It doesn't change the truth. And that has become even more so apparent in the week since I last spoke to you all because it happened again. And I don't know why it bothers me as much as it does. Reason people... This is what I've noticed. Let me just give you the broad strokes here. I lost, it's it's so inconsequential, but I tell you folks, this is the cheapest therapy that I know. I lost two Twitter followers. Both people I know put quotes around. No. One of them who I have very warm regards for. I know in my personal life, a former co-worker, I deeply, deeply admire and respect. The other person whom I also admire and respect, I've also only ever had dealings with through Twitter. We've interacted a few times, and to me, they've always been sort of positive, but I know that people can always do what they want to do. People want to do what they can. But I have to tell you, it bothers me. And it bothers me that it bothers me. When I was a teenager, I had a problem with being paranoid for a while. Thankfully, it was straightened out, but since then, I've got to learn a few things. Number one, and this is important for all of you out there, number one, people are not always talking about you. Just know that. You are less important to people's lives than you think. Of course, you have the people who like you, who care about you, but 99% of the people you think are interested in you and your life? No, they're not, because they have lives of their own, and that's the way that it should be. And number two, and you've heard this before, I know, what people think about me is none of my business. 
took me a long time to understand that. It took me a long time to get that. I'm still working through that. But I accept it. I've come to terms with it. What other people think about me is none of my business. And most of the time, people aren't thinking or talking about you. Then towards the end of last week, um, I was listening to a podcast, as I am want to do again. And some friends came up, and I thought, hmm, they may be talking about me. But they may not have been talking about me. Again, that just may be my own hangups. But here is how I have dealt with that thus far. Everything is on my side. If without me, it wasn't me because I'm innocent. I've not done anything. So there's four possible outcomes that I can see from this. One, I do nothing, and I wasn't the subject of that discussion. Two, I do something, and I wasn't the subject of that discussion. Three, I do nothing, and I was the subject of that discussion. Four, I do something, and I was the subject of that discussion. This is where I have decided, one, that it wasn't me. I wasn't the subject of the discussion, and I do nothing about it because that's best, the best way to deal with it as far as I can see. You know, maybe there's something that I am missing, but I can tell you I'm innocent. It probably wasn't me they were talking about. It's just leftover crap inside my psyche and subconscious that made them think, made me think that I was being talked about and I wasn't. But sometimes you just got to lay the voices inside your head, those self-doubt voices to rest and get on with life. And that's what I've decided to do. Last week when I was promoting this show, some people were like, ooh, congratulations, how long have you been doing the show, and I told them, yeah, you know, for most of 2013, I was doing the Comedy Shack on the Go Radio Network, and I've been on my own for about a month now, maybe a little bit over a month now. But and they're like, oh, congratulations! It's, it's a, you know, it's a good thing. And as a result, my numbers spiked a little bit. We are still growing, but they're slowly growing, but. I think that they will um, only grow with time. And if I keep putting out a pretty good um, content, pretty good subject matter, and and this show is not where I want it to be yet. It's getting there. but uh, I've got more things that I'm slowly but surely working on. And then um, comedian. A uh, friend of mine, Eric Schneider, who, if you have, um, are in the Triangle, North Carolina area, if you see him on a stand-up show or an open mic, go see him. He's a very funny guy. Um, asked me when I was going to go back to doing stand-up, and that made me feel really, really good to know that I have not been 
forgotten. And I told him honestly, and I've told you all here honestly, there were things in 2012 and in 2013 that just threw me for a personal and professional loop. And now that I'm on the road to back to getting those things fixed in my life, then I will slowly make my way back to doing stand-up and back to doing the things that I love to do so much, including this show, getting something out every single week for you all. It's just, it brings a, a joy to myself and to my folks. And then, folks, after all all of this was on last Monday, most of it that I've been talking about was just last Monday, right before and right after my show, not dealing with the thing that was coming. And that's all I know how to describe it. And there were some people who were correct that there were folks who had lost their mind over weather. And I'm talking about that cold snap that just hit us hard and would not let us go. It was colder here than it had been in a long time. Now, as of right now, my job is to work with the school system. And I can tell you, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of last week, we had a two-hour delay because of just the incredible coldness. I mean, you know, people worried that the buses wouldn't start or give the bus time to start and warm up, give the pools time to open up and make sure that they're warm enough for the students. So we operated with a two-hour delay on last Tuesday and last Wednesday. Well, you start, I mean, school started at 10 a.m., so that means I had to be in the usual place that I'm at at 9.30, by 9.30. And those two days, it really, excuse me, it really helped move things along in the day and to go by much more quickly. Uh, Having a two-hour delay, two hours farther along in your day, the end of the day comes by very, very quickly. So that was Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday were just regular days. But we're getting busier at the school that I'm at. We're getting more students, and this is a busy week for students because this is the week of exams because the semester for our students is about to end at the end of this week. And then there are a couple of days off next week for, um, of course, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's holiday and then a professional development that in the school that I'm, uh, school system I'm working in. So students are they're proctoring exams, students are getting tons of schoolwork brought in from their teachers and stuff, and students are hard at work and hopefully making better decisions and making something of themselves. That's all you really want to see in life, 
students make something ultimately her, herself and, and succeed. You know, there were times, there were days um, that I didn't feel like doing any work in school. There were probably a lot of days, but I got the work done so I could move on, make something of myself instead of being in the same place, you know. I wanted any screw-ups that I had in life to be the result of just me being dumb and not a result of paying attention in school. And there's also, I feel, there's a lot of, you know, not paying attention, not a lot of uh, horsing around and not wanting to do work. I can help students, I can put work in front of them, but if they don't want to do it, ultimately that is their choice. Can't make somebody do something they don't want to do. You can just hope that the consequences that you bring about are enough to change their mind and force them to do something to try to ease their situation. But it's not only a, a lack of wanting to do things, it's also a lack of decorum or a lack of discipline or a lack of respect that a lot of people have. I saw a sixth grader treat an elder with a very severe lack of disrespect. And probably not malicious, but at the same time, it was disrespect. And it was disrespect for disrespect's sake. It just burns me up. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I thought said something to that dude. Now, what I said may have gone in one ear and out the other, but I had to say it because uh, older people are regarding of our respect. Because we don't know what anybody has been through. There's no downside to being respected to someone. There's a lot of upside to being respectful of others, people, places, and things and property. So, you know, that was a snapshot of last week. Then I went into the weekend and had some downtime and just in my life. And it was good uh, to be with that person and, and share that quality of time and just look forward to this week, to a new work week. Every week we get a clean slate, a chance to start a new. We get that every week. We get that every single day. It's one of the wonders of time. And not only that, to be able to sit and earn some money and start to get my life back in order. It's just been a supreme blessing to me that and this week is my birthday and I just always look forward to every single birthday that I have. Every single one that I'm allowed to spend here is just a supreme blessing to me. And I can say to you now, since this show is not on Thursday, and that's when my birthday is, yeah, 
It may not be much, but I'm at a better place now than I was just one short year ago. On Thursday, it would be a 365-day Another trip around the planet, and I'm in a better place. And I'm hoping that a year from now, I'll be in an even better place. And a year from then, even better. And continually improve my situation in life. Incredibly thankful. Incredibly thankful to where I am right now. Don't think that. But looking forward to always improving my station in life. You appreciate what you have because you can understand and appreciate where you've been and appreciate where you're trying to go. We're all the masters of our own fate. There was this kid named I'm going to call him Ryan Smith in my English class when I was in the 11th grade. He sat next to me. We all sat in rows, and he was on the row to my right. He was okay, kid. I mean, I didn't have anything personally against me. He never did anything against me. But he talked all the time. And you could tell from the story, I don't know if they were true or if he was just exaggerating them to get a rise out of me, he may have been. But you could tell that maybe there was there were times in his life when he did things that were maybe a little less than ethical or a little less than savory, if you will. And throughout high school, in addition to going to high school, I also had a job at the bagger in a grocery store. <clears throat> And I was having a break one time, and my manager, Mr. Hedgepath, was going through job applications. He came across one from Ryan Smith. And Ryan Smith said that he felt that he would be a perfect candidate for this job, and that he knew me, and that he knew my friend Baba, who also worked there. And Mr. Hedgepath asked me what I thought of. And I thought back to Brian Smith and to my English class. And I said, I don't know if he'd be a real great fit here. And so Mr. Hedgepeth pulled up the application and went on to the next applicant. A couple of days later at school, I was in the cafeteria for my scheduled lunchtime and sat with whoever I was sitting with there and just enjoying being a teenager at lunchtime away from school, other teachers, books, such. And that's when it hit me. Because there was this kid who sat with us a lot of times, and his name was Ryan. And he told me that he put in a job application. And even though I knew in the pit of my what the answer was going to be, I had to ask the question anyway. And so I asked Ryan what his last name was. And he looked at me kind of funny. 
And I said, well, you know, all I ever call you is Ryan. I just don't know you. Last name. And he said his last name was Smith. Ryan Smith. I had done it. Without meaning to do it, I had ruined this kid's chances working in a grocery store. And I didn't know his circumstances. I didn't know what he was dealing with. Maybe he really needed that money. So I've always been taught that if you make a mistake, you try to correct it as quickly possible. So that's what I tried to do. I told him what had happened, and I told him to come back in and fill out another application. He did, and I attached a heartfelt note to my manager that said, this Ryan Smith was a good guy. I put my name on him. The whole saying goes, but I don't know. He never worked there while I did. And I tell you, I felt bad about that. But sometimes that should tell you why our thoughts, our words, and our actions matter. I had no ill will towards this Ryan Smith. I didn't have any ill will towards the other Ryan Smith. I just didn't think he'd be a good fit where I was, where he was, but the sheriff's staff could have hired him anyway. But I put my name on that, and I suffered the consequences. Sometimes that's all you could do. I'm sure it worked out for both Ryan Smiths. Sometimes our words, our deeds, our actions can't be undone, even with the best of intentions. So always guard yourself against that. Because sometimes there's just nothing in you that can make it right, no matter no matter what you do. The lesson I keep learning again and again in life with the various relationships that I've had, friendships, physical relationships, my marriage, various jobs I've had over the years, my stand-up, you keep working at it and working at it. Hopefully one day you get at least halfway right. I also told you last week that sometimes you just have to play for neutral. 
knowing you can't win. Win. So try to lose as little as you can along the way. If you would like to contact me, you can contact me one or several ways. You can contact me. I am on Twitter, always at the Joey Harris. You can be my friend on Facebook at facebook.com slash joeyh37. You can email me, joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. You know, my dad, every day as I leave for work, my dad tells me to make it a great day. And back at my old job, we had these Wednesday um, division-wide staff meetings. And the old dean was going once, going twice, make it a great week. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with tonight, folks. Going once, going twice. Make it a great week. And until next week. Good night, everybody.